Blog Talk Radio. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord, everybody. This Man. is the PKN Bible Challenge. And um, right now, today's uh, today's show is going to be um, it's going to be postponed for right now due to technical difficulties. But for, however, I got Evangelist Todd T.C. Nelson on the line with me tonight. Evangelist Todd. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. All right. So, Evangelist Todd, um, since we have the night open to ourselves, I just want to um, – Actually, do you remember your, your last show you did? Yes, yes. Sodom and Gomorrah, the city, that, the spirit lives in every city. Okay, so um, what I want to talk about is uh, three years ago I did a show about Sodom and Gomorrah, and I just, like, so we want to sort of compare notes. And one of the things is that um, that you were saying that Sodom and Gomorrah was wicked cities that the sin just was given off from just those two cities. And the only thing that was apparently going to save them was Lot. And once the uh, angels came upon Lot, you know, the first thing is the first sign of them seeing the angels, the first thing they wanted to do was molest these angels. And that was, right. uh, you know, covered in Genesis. And and when they did that, these men were so wicked that they didn't even see that they were angels set upon them. They just had lust in their heart. And they tried to break down Lot's door. And when they did that, um, Lot offered him his daughters. And, you know, the, the strange thing about that was they didn't want that either. They wanted those, those right. guys, those angels. And, you know, the funny thing about, you know, the whole thing of, of Sodom and Gomorrah, the whole story of Sodom and Gomorrah was just not that, you know, the evil that that it presented. It was the evil that spread, and you want to um, talk about talk about that, Evangelist Todd. Well, when we talked about, it, we was more focused on on the demons that was in the city, and when God destroyed, it, made his, his judgment, his, his revenge upon the city, how when the people had died, the demons were set free, and those demons of the Florence and so many influence influenced us through the centuries. <laughs> That's, you know. Okay. <clears throat> All right, so uh, and one of the things I had discovered, too, was that there was a, a TV program where there was proof of Sodom and Gomorrah existing. Uh, the only thing was they could not they could not find was that how was that power disintegrated those two cities. And at that time, there were no nuclear weapons. Uh, there was nothing of any kind of magnitude that would cause that kind of destruction, and there was concentrated and from what the scientists described was that the destruction of those two cities were the equivalent of a microwave um exploding foil in the microwave so um yeah. I, I know yeah i know it seems you know somebody say well that, that's far-fetched that's incredible but it doesn't seem incredible to me because if it was an act of god then yes, it fits perfectly through the scheme of what happened there. I I went I um I attended Eagle Eye Bible Ministry Institute where I was licensed through my um I have a professor 
name is Apostle Duncan. He took a journey over to Seaside and he pulled back a picture of Lutz's wife that stands there today and saw it, you know. And he said, he, as you walk through the city, around the, outside, the, outside the city, you can find the sulfur is still laying in the ground, you know. Mankind has, mm. has this, this belief sometimes that it's hard for them to swallow something when they did not experience, you know. It's hard for us mm-hmm. to sometimes to believe that that really did happen. You know, when you don't understand God, you don't understand the powers or the movement of God, you know. You can't recognize that. That's why you have scientists trying to prove that the, that the Red Sea, did it really split or not, you know, did it really part. You know, it's the, it's the, it's the curiosity of, of did or didn't it, you know. So some, for some people, it's hard for them to swallow the fact that that did happen. But like you said, the proof is there. Right, right. The proof yeah, definitely. So, um, and that was on the episode of What on Earth that I uncovered that, and that was episode three of uh, What on Earth. So it's a scientific TV program that comes on. It's called What on yeah. Earth. And that was um, season one, episode three. Right. Where there was, uh, yeah, yeah, so... You know, just in case anybody want to reference this, you know, the scientific proof that, you know, that happened there. So I got a, I got a question for you, uh, Evangelist Todd. So you know, it's it's so hard to get people interested in church, and getting them interested in church, um, you have to have some kind of pizzazz or some kind of flash sometimes. And if you had, uh, you know, if you had the idea of opening up your church, uh, what would your church name be? a good question. I never thought about opening up a church, you know. Right. Okay, so I'll give you my idea. So come up, come up give, give you my idea. So, uh, go ahead. I, go ahead, Evangelist. Oh, what are you going to say? I'm not going to say that. Come up the top oh, of my I'm head saying, trying to figure out a name. I can't okay, even so come I'll up be, with I'm going to tell you the name I came up with. So the name I came up with, I figure I see a lot of First Baptist Church, you know, when I'm driving around. And every once in a yeah. while, I might see a second Second Baptist church. So I yeah. said, well, I bet you I'll get their attention if I have the last Baptist church. <laughs> and maybe somebody will say, oh, Revelations is here now. Oh, I think I better get myself together and get in there. Yeah. I believe I would call it, man, for believers. Uh, you know what I mean? Okay. Because we have to get an understanding what you said about how – People put this pizzazz and this and that for church, you know. When you're putting up pizzazz and things, it reminds me back, it goes back to the Bible when and when Apostle Paul and Cyrus was in Philippians and they were casting out demons through the, through the uh, mission of the Holy Spirit. And then when, when the guy asked him, well, how much does that cost? He said, for what? For that Holy Spirit, for that power. And he didn't get the concept that it's not a, a price, you know what I mean? It's not something right. that's of glitter. It's not something that's of shining. It's not something that's that you can. It, it's not a tangible thing. The Holy Spirit's not a tangible thing, but He's tangible. You know what I mean? Right. And you, it's not something that you would that you would would want for a personal gain. Well, take me back to the Book of Eli when the one guy wanted the Bible so bad. The one guy asked him, "Why do you want this book so bad?" Through so all that they had went through, whatever had happened at that time period, he knew. He had the concept knowing. That if he had the Holy Bible, he can control the people. See, the Word of God is that powerful for those who know the Word of God. You know, you, you, God's words don't need a tent. God's words don't need no lights. God's words don't need pizzazz. How you put it like that? God's word itself is pure enough for those that seek it 
will come to it. It calls okay. out to them. I mean, that's why I would call my church the house of the believers. Because I because right. I know I'm not I'm not in a religion because when I study the word of God, God never told me have religion in Christ. He said have belief. Belief is the foundation that, that I know that anything that I go through, anything I'm about to face, I have with the trust, belief, and faith in God, and three things that come together. It's that trust in Jesus is making, that, that makes me want to call on his name. It's to believe in Jesus and knowing what I ask him to do, he's going to do. It's that, that builds that faith in Jesus, knowing I don't have to worry about nothing I ever go through. You know what I mean? So it's about belief. Not, it's not about a religion. Religion is man-made. It has so much structure into it. And when you go to churches today, it's got all this structure. And you got to pay this. You got to pay that. You got to pay these dues. You got to pay these dues. The word of God don't say nothing about no dues but tithing. That's the one thing That's God amen. says in the church. And when you, when you read the word of God, when he's telling you why you're paying your tithing, first of all, when you look at your tithing, that house you're going into, it needs electric. It needs water. You want to be cool in the, in the hot time. You want to be heated in the summer and in, in the cold time. So that house needs uh-huh. things. So your tithing pays that, you know. Amen. Being an armor bearer, being an armor bearer put me behind. God put me in the back of the house with my past. So I got to see the structure that God wanted for his house. We get the understanding why we pay our tithing. And, yes, our, our, our tithing pays the pastor. The pastor. It says, it says in the word of God, take care of your pastors. So for me, my church would be called the house of the believers because your belief and believing God, it shows. You know, your faith in Christ shows. You see that strength on somebody. That's why when your strength is that and your belief is that strong in Christ, people come to you. They can recognize that belief that's so strong in you that they, they, they're pulling and they're plugging into. You know what I'm saying? Amen. So all that pizzazz and all that this and that. For that that's of Lucifer. That ain't got nothing to do with God. Because when you read the Old Testament, they didn't even really, you know, before the first church was established, they didn't have no churches. You know, when, when Jesus was no, walking around, you know what I'm saying? They was out in tents. You know? So, so, what did you like you say, so as far as the word, the, the word of God, what does a church, a church consist of? You. Two, when you were well, together. Yeah, two or more, when two gathered, or more together. together. Yeah, when two or more gathered together. That's the church because you got to understand what church is. The word of the, the church is is connected to God. You know what I'm saying? Amen. If you say church, when you say church to somebody, the first thing and only thing they pop in their mind is so you recognize the church is identified to God. So when two and Jesus said two or more are together, you're having church. That means the word of God is being preached at that time to bring the spirit of God to that place. Because when we know when we every time you go into a church, it's just the building until that's why you have they have that the, the, um, the, 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 the set up the praise team and worship team before the word comes. Because those things in praising God in Psalms one fifty tell you you're bringing the spirit down to you. That Amen. church is just a building. That church is just a building. It don't come holy until you call the Holy Spirit to come down there who brings on the who brings the spirit of God after he has come to recognize that he's being called for. Once that spirit comes there, then and now you're having what God considers to be church because it's full of people agreeing upon praising God. You can be in the streets, you can be in your car, you can walk out. It don't make a difference when you, as we, every time you're not evangelized on the, on the streets of coastal, we have in church. And you'll be surprised when that spirit is on you how many people want to come up and have church with you. All right, all right. Spirit, not the building, you know? Right, right. Yeah, wow. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, thanks for, you know, sharing that part because that's, that's, that's very important. And when you said, you know, that when you when you praise and worship God and, you know, and you, you bring on the Holy Spirit, you know, a lot of people don't really understand the, the, the structure of churches and how it was supposed to meant to, how it was meant to be. You know, <laughs> the, the moment the moment that service is over, do you notice how all fancy people flock together and they oh man they just left oh, the presence man. of the Holy Spirit right there. Oh, they didn't even walk out the door. They haven't even so, left you know, the building yet. But see, right, that's so, that, and then that, you just get into that. The unholy spirit after being right. in a holy place. But see, that's God's proof right there. Right. The difference between the church and the church. You know what I'm saying? Amen. Y'all left. Y'all just had. Y'all, you. It always messed me up. How can you just sit under that word that God just taught you? How come it don't make you want to run and go give it to somebody? But as soon as church over, you want to sit there and talk about that person. Talk about. That's why after church, we I just leave. There's no point for me being anymore. When the spirit's going, I'm going. You know, I'm not going to sit there and dwell with them. That means that whole time. This is what I. I this is what it's only my thoughts and my only my. I'm not saying it what it is or saying I that's what it is, but it seems to be that way. It seems to me that whole time you sat there using a traditional state of mind, just getting up and going to church because your family did that. Because after church, it didn't touch your spirit enough to want to spread that word. It is impossible Amen. for me to sit under the word of God and not want to go do something with it. It's impossible. It's, I'm sorry for me. I'm like I said. I'm only speaking for me. I'm not speaking for whoever's out there listening. Like, you know, I, 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 I totally understand that feeling that you had because I've had that feeling many a times. And I, you know, and, and the, the first thought that came to me was, what were we all here sitting for? If the very second the service ends, we go, we you know, we go into gossip. And you gotta remember, you know, bro, what happened before, to you know how you doing? How's your family? How's your mom doing? Yeah, you know, yeah, can like I pray that. for you? Yeah, and you gotta remember too, Sodom and Gomorrah didn't start off bad. It just turned out that way. They was praising That's God. Right. He was doing everything right. supposed to be of God, but then those fleshly desires let them let them into what he's not called the I factor, the pride factor, turned them away. Apostle Paul said it that. A demon said that a man in later times would turn away from faith and turn to um, impure doctrine of demons because it's more easier for you to satisfy your wants when this is going your way. But when God says mm-hmm. to do it this way, it's, not, it's going against your wants because that doesn't feel comfortable to you. So when you're sitting in church that whole time through the praise, through the worship, through the word of God, through all that's there, and at the end of church, you're going to sit there and start pointing your finger and talking about people, you are under the, the whole assumption of a demon from the beginning Amen. of church to the end of church. I don't care how, if, if the word of God right now, if someone's sitting and listening, saying, that's what you're doing with church, and you're sitting there saying, that ain't me, that's the Holy Spirit convicting, convicting you. Yes, it is. If you walk into the house of God with the intentions of evil, you're not going to receive nothing God says. You're not, you should, when you get up in, first of all, I was taught, my old school pastors taught me, Saturday night, you should be preparing yourself for Sunday morning. You know what I'm saying? That's right. So Sunday morning, when you get up as, as, as an exorcist, I've learned when I get up in the morning, I pray. Not only just to thank God, but there were some things last night that Lucifer tried to do to so thank God for stopping that plan and also thank God and cover myself for the damn that they walk into. 
So I'm going to church right. in the morning. My mind is focusing on praising God. So you get to church, you're bringing the right spirit to this. So now God can connect to you and give you it so you can receive from him. The only way you can receive from God is to be connected. If you're not connected, you're not going to receive. Your desires is what connects you. So you sit there, and that's why I always sit in the front of the and, and And God always points it out. How many times you sat in the pastor always said, well, those in the back seat with them turn them cell phones off. You actually got a cell phone on in the church? That's mm-hmm. real? Like, that's more important. You can't. You people don't understand when you go to God's house. We, that, thank you, Holy Spirit. When you go to what we call God's house, or God's house is anywhere God is at. If you're somewhere, God is at that house. You know what I'm saying? If you flow with the Spirit, right. the Spirit, the Spirit flowing with you wherever you at, God right there. So, but what could people consider to be God's house? Because again, Holy Spirit, you're gathering in a building to praise God, but you're bringing evil intentions. So you're only going to church for traditional reasons. You don't understand the mm-hmm. fact that this is a time period right now for you to get things straight with God. Amen. That's so the, you know, that's the most yeah. Okay. So it's like, like, like you said, it's all about structure and you know and preparedness. Just like you know when you went to school, yeah. when you went to school. <laughs> You know what I'm yes. saying? You had a good night's sleep. You had Amen. all the books you needed. Yes, you did. Then you went to class. You would learn something yep. eventually at the end of the day. Yeah. It's yeah. the same thing with church and the same structure of same church. Thing. What, same what thing. you put same into it is what you want to get out. If you seek it now, yep. you'll get knowledge. The same thing yep. with, the, with, the, with the, you know, the body of, of the church. You know, if you want to come there to seek knowledge, you want to come to seek, you know, God and get closer to God, this is where you're supposed to be at. Supposed to be. In the, in your, in the traditional structure of church. If you want to know yeah. about the structure of church, read First and Second Corinthians when Paul's letter to the church. Mm-hmm. When he let them know how far that they got away from what they traditionally are supposed to do, what they are supposed to do, and how they're supposed to do it. Right. There's not, a, there's, right. There's not you know, um, anybody that's more holier than Jesus, you know, but. No one. What he said is even though we can't be Jesus, we can right. get close to Jesus. That's right. All right. So yeah, in order yeah. to get close to Jesus, then we had to prepare our mind and body and also be prepared to fight the spiritual warfare that come along with being a Christian, being a part right there, of a body of church. Right. Right there, my brother, lies the problem. Because the eye okay. factor sits right there. The eye factor sits right there. That that thin, thin line. To, to be obedient mm-hmm. to God, you must deny yourself. To be obedient to God, you must turn away from you. My, my mentor said it the best, Apostle Paul, I've crucified my flesh daily. You know what I'm saying? Jesus said the best. Any man that believes in me, let him pick up his cross and follow me. You pick up that cross every single day is to crucify your flesh, to fight these everyday demons, denying yourself a fleshly thing that you know that does not bring you to God. If you're designed to be the God, you got to shed your flesh. There's no way you can be close to God. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Jesus just said you can't serve two masters. God said in his own word what you have to do. But that I factor comes in. When the I factor comes in, you cannot forget about demons. And that's where mankind failure is at because you keep forgetting about these spiritual beings. Thank you. They're called um, disembodied, impure spirits. It's hard for mankind to realize 
something disembodied unless you're watching a movie of a ghost or something. Okay. We always got grasp upon disembodied spirits. But we got we have a world full of these 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 fallen angels that we cannot see that affects us every single day in our decisions. Matter of fact, in the lesson that Jesus and I preached about, he spoke about a man that went to work and he had a terrible day at work and how he stumbled up the staircase. His, his secretary spilled coffee on him. It was 100-degree weather and the air conditioner broke down. And I read a customer come in and wanted to sue them. Then on the way leaving home, he went into traffic for over hours. Then when he get home, food ain't done, the kids run and he loses control. Demons sit back and wait. They watch us. They learn your pattern. And once they see that moment where you lose control, that's when they wait for the next opportunity to slip in. When they do that, we have all these problems. When you don't want to go to church in the morning, you have to ask yourself, why do I want to go there? Why can't I go respect God? That's that demon Amen. trying to tell you, oh, you, you sleeping, you, you tired, you know what I mean? You got to work tomorrow. You know, you worked all, or you work, or, or my favorite one, you work Saturday night, get off Saturday night and got off late. And, you know, you come Sunday morning, you know, you got to go to church. My dad, my dad and my grandfather always told me, never let your night affect your day. If I go to church in the morning, if I go to work at 12 o'clock at night, then I should go home and go straight to bed, prepare myself for church. You come home and watch TV at 3 or 4 in the morning, then he can't go to sleep. Then he goes to sleep and like he can't get up. He had demon right there telling you, go ahead, man, go ahead and sleep. He got work. He tired. Go ahead and get that. No. Get up, shake that off, and go get God with you. Get, because you got to realize everything you have from Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday was given to you by God. Sunday is an opportunity, a time place. You can go in with what's considered to be a construction building and go thank God and praise God for that last week. You do have another week you're getting ready to come up to. You know what I'm saying? When you get the best Amen. concept of God, when you get the good concept of God, you know why you're going to church. You know what I mean? That's right. You got to know. That's you gotta right. Get up in the morning. Know why you're going to ask yourself? Why am I? I used to ask myself, Why the host? Why are you going to church today? Learn. I praise God. Okay. Why you want to praise God? Well, break me down with these questions. So when I get to church, my mind is focused on the word that's come. My favorite time period of church is when the word's being preached. So I'm focused. Right. I'm praising. I'm singing, but I'm I'm anxious and waiting for that word. Cause me, I know God got something to say. If He's not talking to me, He got something to say to somebody. And cause it's falling on my ears, I can go deliver it to them. You know what I'm saying? We got to have the right, right. set of mindset when we go into church. No, know why you're going to church. That's right. That's right. No. And you know, so so the sermons that we hear in church. You know, it's from uh, it's for us to, to carry us from one week to the next. And the Amen. reason why, you know, so many people say, well, oh, I think he's talking to me. Oh, you know what? He wasn't probably particularly talking to you, but he was talking to the whole body of the church. The reason why everybody right. had that same feeling, like, oh, he was preaching on me, or he was talking about what it is to carry all out throughout the week and to have something in common where you can fellowship and you can also progress and the word that he left with you, so that way you have something to carry yourself on. Don't forget, these yeah. sermons are more like like school. Everything is structured. Yeah. So when he yeah. gives a sermon, he's giving you a, a homework assignment. That homework yes, assignment is, is yeah, come on you now. don't remember everything, but as you start reading back on the word that it was preached, then you can say, oh, you know what, I remember. Oh, you know, and, and you start calling somebody, you call another church member, and they start expounding yeah. on what they, what they discovered in the Word, and then and, and from there on in until you we get back to, to Sunday. 
And yeah. don't forget the all important part of, of you know church. You know when I was going to church early in my life, even though I didn't understand everything that was formulating and the thing that was shaping me in my mind was Sunday school. And Sunday school mm-hmm. is important because that's where yes, it is. individual parts of the Bible gets broken down into mm-hmm. an understanding. And so once you get that understanding, then you get that knowledge and you can Amen. grow. Okay. And so that, that's the same reason why, you know, each and every night or, or day or whatever time of the day, you go ahead and read your Bible. Read any portion of the Bible. You can start from the beginning to the end. But the whole Amen. thing is that you'll get understanding, you'll get knowledge. And, you know, and getting that knowledge is 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 good. And a lot of people want to say, let's do away with the Old Testament. We don't do stuff like that anymore. But there was a reason uh-huh. why. There was a reason uh-huh. why we did it. And there's a reason why there's a New Testament. And uh-huh. the, the purpose of what I'm saying is that for there's a, a, a religion I'm not going to name that stopped at the Old Testament and said, you know, Jesus never came. We're still waiting for him. Yeah. But, you know, yeah. we're all still waiting for him to come back. But to that certain religion, he never came. But <laughs> to let you, just to let you know that how diligent people were between the Old Testament and the New Testament, 400 years had transpired. And in them right. 400 years, everybody that was putting together the Bible were diligent. They made sure that their generations was taking care of the word of God so that once it was in this final conception that it would be put together. And yes, there are people out there that saying, Oh, so we don't, who were these people? We don't trust them. Well, just like you were saying, like in the book of Eli, uh, uh, not the book of Eli, the, uh, the movie, uh, did you were just talking about? Um, um, the, book, um, you know, the book of Eli. Yeah. The book of Eli. So in that movie, you didn't see how, you know, these people passed on from generation to generation of how the word was supposed to be kept and how it was it, the scrolls were kept, you know, in a vault. Yeah. You know, if everybody knew where that vault was and who those people were, there would be no Bible right now today. This is true. And so, you, you know, and so you have to ask yourself, you know, how dedicated are you to, to doing Amen. what you're doing that God had put you on earth? Which don't. Don't forget, even if you see a bum on the street, God put him on this earth to <laughs> for something and to do something. There's no huh. God doesn't make doorways. God does not huh. have outcasts. He no, he doesn't. Nah. You know, God created man nah. in his own image. And in his own yeah. image it is, you know, in, in through the word and in, in of the word. And so no matter how you look at somebody and you know, what you think and your perceptions of somebody you know, you have to think again. You know, someone's looking at the same way you're looking at the bum and you're saying, oh, he's dirty, he's crusty, he's nasty, he's ugly. Somebody's looking at you the same way. Same Somebody's way. passing judgment on the same way. Even though you don't look like him, but guess what? When yeah. people have their ugly wrath and they, you know, they, they start flinging, you know, mud on people, they don't care how you really look or how you really are. They're nah. going to throw it eating everything at you but guess what yes, you know do. even through through the worst of things you know a rose will grow you know what yeah. i'm saying so you know and guess what fertilizer it makes roses grow so the more crap people throw on you the better you look at look at the end Amen. so you don't have to Amen. don't worry about each and everything and each and every slander each and every you know snobbish remark 
You know, you mm-hmm. have to you have to soldier on. You know, this is this is a war. This is a spiritual yeah. war. And, you know, we're yeah. we gonna we're gonna be fighting this every day. You know, once you yeah. become a Christian, this is not something you check off on your bucket list and say, Okay, I've done that. No. <laughs> Once you once no. you've done it, you like you gotta keep soldiering on. You just you you know what I mean it's not, not the end of the road. You know, this is the oh. beginning. This, this is beginning. the beginning. <laughs> this is the beginning. Okay. So Amen. So you know, we we gotta we gotta keep going on and you know, and we can't forget that, you know, we're all in a struggle. One sort oh, of man. another. And mm. you know, you know, and the one thing that we do know that there is no getting out of life alive. So we nah. might as well lift up his name and, and, and live holy and, and live righteous as, as much as we can. And um, yeah. so I want to um, talk about Solomon and Gomorrah again. And the one thing that you said was that when it was destroyed, you know, only thing that it did was it, 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 it left a home that was destroyed for the demons to dwell in. So they dispersed. Yeah. And yes. like we said, how people, you know, as soon as they leave church, you know, they start going into <laughs> sinful ways. It is. So it is. those demons, those demons got into Lot's daughters uh-huh. and even his wife. His wife was compelled uh-huh. to, to look when she yeah. was told not to look back. And her heart was tied to so, the city. Right. And so through, through that, the, the sinful ways, the demons... You know, they got into, you know, Lot's daughter, his daughters. And yes. they told him, you know, you 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 have you no longer have husbands. They were in Solomon and Gomorrah and it was consumed by fire. And they said, you know, get your dad drunk and, and you know, conceive your yeah, child. Men will want you. Yeah, who men will want you now? That's how demons work. Exactly. That's how they get to you. And That's so, how they you know, through through the through the inner workings of that, you know, became you know, came about the Amorites and, and the Moabites. Right. And, you know, as we start reading the Bible later on, that came you know, came about Ruth. And that was the only thing that was good about the whole thing. And the whole thing was that, you know, when the the Moabites and the Amorites when they were fighting, they didn't know they were relatives. <laughs> They were they were totally one hundred percent relatives and didn't know it. And that's how, you know, demons work where you have a common good to, to work alongside each other, but the the dividing factor is what mitigates you from coming together in the first place. And uh that that's you know, one of the, the the tragedies that happened with the destruction of Sodom and Gomorrah is that demons dispersed all throughout the world where, uh, you know, it became not not only commonplace, but it became a habit of, you know, acting in sinful ways. Uh-huh. And, you know, and, you know, the one big example I can give you is Las Vegas, where they call it Sin City. Uh-huh. You know, why do you think they call it Sin City? Because uh, nothing's good is going on under, under you know, under under that umbrella of the, the Las Vegas title. All right, then. You know, you have uh, you have many things going on. You have people meeting on site, marrying. Uh, you have all kinds of uh, things happening. You know, all kinds of fornication, all kinds of uh, all all kinds of things. You know, going Everything. on. And you know, there is 
people that want to imitate that city. They want that Las yeah. Vegas feel. And they think it's a good thing. But, you know, don't forget, when you when you leave God out of the equation and you don't put any kind of input with God and you just put what man thinks is good, you know, it's, most likely it's not. Most likely it's not. It's, it's not a good thing at all. Right. You know, thing about it. Yeah, go ahead. The one thing we have to get to understand is, you know, God said you got to study to show yourself approved. When uh-huh. you study and you study, when you study and you study the word, the word of God, God shows you where where, you, where areas you're, He's approving you at. You know, first of all, the wisdom of God will always open your eyes up to things. You know, and it always leads back to um. Me and young man was having a discussion the other day about desires. He wanted to keep saying that right. our desires don't bring us down. Yes, our desires do. Our desires are our free will. Whatever we feel we want to do, we can go do. So what are you designed to do? You know, whatever you design you're going to do, you're going to follow that. You know, Matthew some seven um, twenty one and twenty three tell you what lies inside of a man's heart defiles him. You know, when you read in the Word of God, and, and that's the thing about it. That's what it would have got, at least for me, it changed me. When I'm reading Mark 7, 21 and 23, and they're telling me that what lies inside of me of fornication, adultery, and all these things that lies inside of me that defiles me, it's that those are the assets that demons use to get to you. This is the list of assignment that de- the Lucifer gets to assign to his demons to go out to attack you. Whatever you have in you is what's going to bring the demons to you. You know, when we start looking... Mm-hmm. We want to we want to say that we're that we're pleasing God, but really God has no no nothing to do with nothing you want to do. You're done. Actions right. prove that. Your actions prove that. The only thing you're gonna only thing that's ever gonna change for anyone. You know you can talk and we can talk and we can talk and we can talk. If God's words is not going to change them, what think your words is? What made you change right. and start walking? What made you change and start walking in that past? God did something that made his words come very important to you, but you have to right. study them to be approved. God, by, right. by studying God's words, by studying God's words, every everything that's inside you that defiles you, God gonna put it right there in front of you. And if you truly, your heart's truly tied to get near unto God, you're going to cast that demon out. You're going to cast that demon out. You're going to cast that one out. Because you're starting to realize the most important thing in your life is Christ and to be with God. And these things here is stopping you. So your desires are going to change. When your desire changes, you have certain fights you have to worry about no more. God's knocking them demons out for you. Because if, if you don't have it in you, a demon can't come at you with it. It's not going to work. You know, that's right. So from that's so from Sodom and Gomorrah, like, like like going to our churches and proving a time period that demons are still here, didn't go nowhere. We know these things, and yet we really do nothing about it. You know, we we, we right. put things off and put things off. Oh, I ain't got to worry about that. I ain't got to worry about that. But like you said, you're in the middle of a war, and when you when you accept right. Christ, your personal savior, you got on a different team now. You didn't just, you wasn't sitting on the sideline. You're walking with Lucifer. You're in a war fighting against God. When you accept Christ as your personal Savior, you switch sides now. You realize that that side is the right side to be with. So you're on the right side to fight with. So you're in a war every single day. 
That's the concept that men that demons have people not understanding or looking or singing. When you think okay, you're so, doing right, yeah, that's right. Go ahead. Go ahead. So when go you ahead, think you're doing the right, that pride. When you think you're doing right, can't nobody come and tell you nothing until that's you right. fall on your feet. We always say, that's everybody right. always says, since a kid to mankind or whatever, we always say experience is the best teacher. Experience mm-hmm. means you have to. Experience means you went through something and now you have the experience of it. So whatever it is that you're going through, whatever it is, when you when you turn and the guy start walking in him, he has to let you see what's in you to get rid of it. You can pluck it out of you. So you can't come closer to him. So when you start seeing these things, you start uprooting these trees up out of you. But when you start seeing these things and you start liking these things, you're going to turn back to those things and stay with yeah, those so things. That goes, to, uh-huh. that goes to what I was I, I was going I wanted to uh, talk about was is, is your mindset. Right. That, that's something that you can. That's something you can change. And you know, um, yes. I know you've been in the military, like I have been. And you know, when you right. are about to go to war, or there's a possibility of war, you know, you prepare yourself. And they want to make sure they don't want. They want to make sure nobody's. They want to make sure everybody's psychologically sound. That means so yeah. when you go in there, you can count on the next guy next to you. You know, yep. and that's how we, you know we have to make sure that you know there are things that we're going to hear or or say, but there's some things that we can do is is prepare our mind. You know, um, right. one of the things we hear hate to, to hear is that we failed. But if you oh, put them, yeah. you know, if you put it like in different and you look at it in a different aspect, you can look at it the first attempt in learning. And so you right. see what I did. I, I used that, that word fail, and I turned it into first attempt in learning. And sometimes right. we hear, hey, this is, we're at the end now, or this is the end. The end, we can change that too. It's like yeah. we can just change the words to efforts never die. You know, it's the don't. same thing. And then we just, you know what I mean? And then we always hear the word no. When mm-hmm. we hear the word no, we're thinking that's it. It's final. Yeah. I use the yeah. word no and say next opportunity. Next opportunity. Yep. There's always yep. an opportunity. There's always a door opening when one closes. When one closes, another one's opening. Right. And you have to make sure you just prepare yourself and put yourself in a mindset that right. when I walk out the door, I just got finished praying. Just like when church ends in, in service, there's going to be something out there waiting to ruin my day. And the one thing and how I countered that before, and, and, you know, I I countered that, I never had a bad day in my life. That's what I said. I never had a bad day in my life. And when I look at it and break it down, I never did have a bad day in my life. I might have bad moments. Right. I just let the moment pass, pass, and I got the rest of the day to myself. I don't let things hold me down and hold me back. Because, when, like like you said and everybody else says, you know, we are from this world, but we're not a part of this world. I mean, you know, right. we have to put ourselves and concentrate our, you know, concentrate and protect our mind because that is the first part that's going to get be attacked. And if we don't train yep. our mind to, you yep. know, put up roadblocks and and be prepared, you know, for for pitfalls and things of that nature, you know, we're going to always keep going back in that loop and of of that backslider, where it's like, oh yeah. I was doing good until we want to eliminate that. You know, we we don't want to try. We want to do. This is something 
that, you know, it's, it's, like I said, it's not a one-time effort. This is a lifetime effort. This is where you're going to be from now or for, for when you, you know, profess that you are renouncing sin and you're moving forward forever in a new life. You know, we can't move forward unless we have ourselves in the right mindset. If you're not in the right, right. mindset, you know, right. like I said, you know, if you if you want to kill a snake, you kill it, you know, you chop the head off and you kill the body. It's the same thing with you, you know. And like you said before, there's demons assigned to us. Like they're on a football team. They're, they're special <laughs> demons. They know what yeah. you like. They yeah. they know what, what they know what excites you, and they try to just get yep. in your life and, and latch onto you and attach and attack you and bring mm. you down. That's the only purpose, yeah. you know. And the only way we can fight that is we prepare our minds before you yeah. are, are ready to fight. You prepare your mind. You prepare yeah. your mind, and you know, like I said, it's it's, it's a combat situation. It's a combat situation. Yeah. You're fighting yeah. for your soul. You want to make sure that you preserve your soul. You're the one that wants your soul to go to heaven. And you know, when when you get to heaven, yes, you're going to see some people you know, and there's going to be some people that's not going to be there. Yeah. But the main thing is that, that, that you're there, and, that, and that's where you want to be at. You know, mm. I can't imagine a friend of mine saying, hey, my intention is going to hell. You going with me? No. <laughs> nah, dog. No. You know, I don't, I don't care how cool you are or whatever or, you know, yeah. how, how good friends yeah. you are. You know what? You're, you're going one way, and I'm going another way. There's no way I'm going to say, yeah, right. you know what? You're so cool. I want to go with you. No. I wanted to be the opposite uh-huh. way. I want, I, want the, I wanted to be the opposite way. You know, when I say, you know, I, I want to get to heaven, you know. And I did a show uh, a couple of weeks ago was, do, do you really want to get to heaven? And that was, that, you know, that was a question I asked. Do, do you really want to go to, you know, go to heaven? Uh-huh. And I know everybody's going to say, I'm not going to say no, but what do your actions, you know, how, how do your actions hold up to that? Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, so we're getting yeah. close to the call of salvation. And um, if you don't mind, Evangelist Todd, uh, if you do the call of salvation. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 My brothers and sisters out there, if you're listening to what my brother, me and my brother, my brother Rob and I are talking about, and you know you're struggling with some things, and you know that Jesus is the only way you can get over these things or you know, you, the, only, the only help you know that can truly help you is Jesus. Repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I ask of you to come into my heart, for I accept you as my personal Savior, for I need your help to get my life straight. If you have said this, then Jesus Christ, you have accepted Christ as your personal Savior. And as always, we strongly advise you to pray for God to lead you to a Bible-based study in church. In Jesus' name. Brother Rob? All right, all right. Amen. Real quickly, I'm going to go ahead and do the announcements. This is the Product and Purpose Kingdom Network. I'd like to thank each and every one of you for joining us for tonight's episode. No matter where in the world you are, whether you listen to us online or via phone, we greatly appreciate your listenership and support for us here at Purpose Kingdom Network. Anytime we do a live broadcast, we broadcast it live on www.blogtalkradio.com backslash Purpose Kingdom. And when we do a live show, the phone number to call in is 319-527-6091, and all you have to do is press the number one, and we'll get you in as quickly as we can. Uh, also, um, we invite you to like us on our Facebook page, which is at Purpose Kingdom, where you can see our upcoming shows and advertisements. And from time to time, 
Uh, we do make major announcements on the social media pages as well as others. We're also on Instagram and Twitter under the handle purpose underscore kingdom. Also, if you uh, want to listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration, please check out pkn.com. Yes, we do have our very own radio network, which is pkn.com, where you can listen to 24 hours of music of inspiration and enjoyment. Okay, and um, we do have um, a show tomorrow at the, at the 9 p.m. hour. Uh, please check us out. Well, guys, well, guys, listen, please uh, join us tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. Um, right now, uh, I don't have a show listed, but we will have a show tomorrow evening at the 9 p.m. hour. Uh, don't forget to tune in and, you know, come right back here at 9 p.m. And with that being said, that's going to be the end of the announcements, and we're going to get back into our discussion that me and Evangelist Todd were having. So, yeah, yeah so Evangelist Todd, as we start wrapping up, um, overall, um, what, what do you think? Overall, we need to get a better understanding of God. You know, God tells right. us everything. God tells us, tells us that. Your thoughts are not my thoughts, and my thoughts are not your thoughts. We have to get an understanding. But when we read in the Word of God, God is talking to us. He is trying to teach. We always say the Bible stands for um, basic instructions while before leaving Earth. Well, if this is your basic mm-hmm. instructions before leaving Earth, why are you not paying attention to it? And like you said earlier. Anytime you go to a job, they have rules. They have regulations. You have to study their rules and stuff like that to follow each and every day on the job so you can keep that job. And yet you follow those rules and regulations every single day like it's, a, like it's nothing to you. But when it comes to the word of God, you tend to forget the instructions God is trying to give you for a better life and a better mm-hmm. afterlife. You know, we have to mm-hmm. start putting ourselves aside and, and, and truly, truly desire the spirit of Christ because the spirit of Christ is love. And if you're not having love for somebody, you got need to check yourself, even for your enemies. As God said, love thy enemies. I've learned personally for having love for my enemies, we became friends these days. I walk down the street, I see him, we shake hands, we laugh. Even even, even when you think about what situation that made us enemies, when you, you look at that, you're like, man, that was childish back then. And I always say, well, we were children, and we were in children's state of mind. You know what I mean? We have to really, mm-hmm. really desire to be with Christ, to walk this life, you know? And the only way you're ever going to achieve truly pleasing God is denying your flesh mm-hmm. daily, daily, daily. Check. When God told Isaiah, I'm going to put coal in your mouth to clean your mouth out, that insinuates to me that he was a curse to somebody that would talk, wasn't, pro- wasn't properly talking. That needed. He didn't have the right tongue that God needed to put his words on. So if this is a prophet of God, so God had to change his mouth. Because God did tell us to take the conversations out of your mouth. You know, we really got to take it literally because it's not a change. Right. When you leave That's this right. earth, you know, death is imminent. Eternal is forever. That's You're right. going to face death and then live for eternity. Where you want to be is where you want to be. Even right now, even though I pray that everything I'm doing is getting me into heaven, I don't know until I stand in front of my judgment and he tell me where I'm truly going. But I do know this much, though. I'm going to keep doing everything that I know I can do so I know when he's standing in front of me. I got a better account of saying come in instead of going away. You know? All right. Yeah, All right. It, it, like, it, it, it starts with you. It ends with you. Jesus said, you That's take right. one step towards me, I'll take two steps towards you. He said, if you, not y'all, 
if you take one step towards me, I'll take two, two, two towards you. You got to build mm-hmm. a personal relationship up with Christ. You got to get deep into You got to see, because you don't see him does not mean he's not there. He is there. That's right. And believe me, and for everyone that's a power, that's a pastor, has that power of prayer upon them, you've seen him, you've felt him. He is there. Open, we have to open our minds to that spiritual realm. You can, you can watch a, a scary movie and recognize that, scary, that, 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 that realm of evil, but you block the realm of good. I'm not saying that's thing that's not real. You know, that's you right. can't have that's Lucifer right. without God. You cannot have Lucifer without God. God is in control of everything. Lucifer bowed down to him. Isaiah, the book of Isaiah tell you that. So God yeah. is the ultimate one. We have to learn to take these words that God did. If you apply to God's words in your life, you will see a change come up in your life. But you got to apply oh, the man, words. Me, you got to decide that. Let me, let me tell you something. Man, I mean, as far as me, man, the incredible transformation that God done in my life is, you know, is, and, and I look back and I say, wow, I, just, I can't believe that he brought me from that far. And yes, he will. You know, yeah. with yeah. God in your life, he can accomplish anything. There was a time anything. where I used to, I used to talk like Samuel Jackson, but worse. Ah, Let me tell you something. Man. He didn't clean, clean that up real fast. You yeah. know, and I, it's like, yeah. oh, it, it doesn't even flow off the tongue, you know. So I yeah. know if he, can, he, if he can clean me up like that, you know, and that's just one aspect of our life that he's done. You know, he does right. clean me up fantastically and phenomenally, you know, and it, it's just that I, I didn't know that. I had a lack of vocabulary, and so that's how that crept in. And all of a sudden, you know, I'm I'm just, you know, talking, you know, you know, like I shouldn't be. But you know, I, that's how that's how it was. It was just flowing right. cleanly. Now he he cleaned me up and gave me a, a new vocabulary where I, you know, yeah. where I'm I'm proud of you know doing what I'm doing and saying what I'm saying. You know, and it's not only just that is like I said many things. You know, everybody always wants to believe in uh, something fantastical happen, you know, a magic pill, a magic, yeah. you know, apparatus, anything. But yeah. one thing God yeah. can do is instantly. Can't nobody guarantee you nothing instantly. I know you yeah. see on, on TV where they say, we can get you out of debt in three years. God can do it right now. He's a <laughs> yeah, right now can. God. He's not, you yeah. know, he's a right now. All you got to do is ask for him. You know, there's people waiting for, you know, different kind of cures for different things. God can kill you right now. If he can kill ten, if Amen. he can cure ten lepers in the blink of an eye, Amen. he think of what he can do. He can do anything. Yes. If you tired, if you tired of drinking, he can cure alcoholism. If you want drugs, he can, he can clean that up. Anything you ask for, and when I say anything, I mean anything. Everybody keeps thinking, well, he's not going to do that. Ask him. You know, a lot yeah. of people. One one of the things. That people are afraid of that word no. What I what did I tell you? Next opportunity, you know. Yeah. Just because you hear no doesn't mean that that's the end of everything and that you oh man I lost my, my lost my chance. No, go on to the no. next opportunity. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. Thank you. Next yeah. opportunity. Yeah. That's it. That's it. See. You know, one thing we got to make sure that we we you know we're always going to be constantly in motion. We can't stop and be stagnant where we get to, to dwell on the negative. We have to always yeah. and train our, our minds to always think on the positive. There's always something positive coming up. You know, when it, when it rains, 
you know, it, it's not going to rain forever. It's going to stop sometimes, you uh-huh. know. And, you know, just, just like anything that's in life, you know, if you have bad bad times, it's got an expiration date. It's not going to last forever. It's not right. going to happen forever. It's, it's going to end. So we don't Amen. worry about how long, you know, you're going through. You know, be, being in in Christ, you know, we're going to be we're going to be long sufferers. You know, it's, we're going to suffer from time to time. He did. It's not all all going to be joy. It's not going to be all peaches and cream. We're going to go mm-hmm. through some trials and tribulations. We're going to be going through t- t- trying times, truly trying times. And you know, we must be prepared. We must, be, you know, yeah. we're going to be facing something. We yeah. don't know what it is. We want to be facing something. But the one thing we want to do is we want to make sure we're ready. Yeah, we're ready. Just something real quick. We have to get an yep. understanding, like, when God cleaning you up, you are a, now a, when you accept Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you are now a representative of Christ. You represent him. And you have to represent Christ right. You have to be in the Amen. right state of mind. You have to be in the right state. When your walk shows if you're with Christ or not, you know, you can sit there and talk all day long and say you are. If you're not, if you're not, it ain't, if it ain't seen in you, it ain't there. You know what I mean? And and that's the most Amen. important thing. God is looking to do things for us. He has so much ready for us, but we're the ones blocking that. Our desires, he blocks all that. You know what I mean? And if God, God, he made us, he gave us that free will so we can be free willingly to choose to praise him and love him. You know what I mean? You can't Amen. love on God when things are going. Just don't love on God when things are going wrong and when things are right. Forget about God. You God just said, "Praise me in the good times and the bad, and your good times will be longer." You know, if you listen to what God is saying and you do what God is saying, you will experience what He said. Amen. Every day, every day. Like you said, though. It's not going to be Jesus went through things. If we were studying how what Jesus went through, you need to understand God lets you see how Jesus defeated Lucifer. God showed you how he uh, went through things with, through his faith that got him through. Every time he went to the top of the mountain and prayed, he prayed. He was, he was worried about his, his, his thing he had to go do, and he got strength. That's what we're supposed to do. When we get weary, we go pray. We get strength. We stand through. Mm-hmm. We go do with God. And by Jesus doing what he did, gave him the encouragement. Because we all know Transformation Mountain, when Elijah and Moses came down and ministered to him about his mission that got him to that cross, to stay on that cross. Because at any time, he could have came off that cross. That's he right. knew what he was looking at. But he knew if he got off that cross... Lucifer had them so twisted, we would be bent. So he stayed up there for us. John 17 tells you that. He made three prisons, John 17, for his disciples, for himself, and for his believers, the future believers. He thought about us. He wants he's with us. You have to accept that, believe that, and walk in that. Once you do those three things, you will, re- ex- you will experience Jesus. Amen. Amen. All right, so we're getting close to to the end. And um, I know tonight was supposed to be the PKM Bible Challenge, but we had a little tef- technical difficulties. But, you know, uh, this is reminding me more of uh, Roundtable Ministries here. 
There you go. We missing we missing one person. <laughs> yeah, we, we we are, but you know, um, that's cool. He, you know, that that that, uh, that that person is in the spirit, you know, with us. Amen. We, you know, as we both tonight, you know. Amen. And, um, yeah, so I really appreciate you, uh, Evangelist Todd. You know, for uh, you know coming on and continue the show, even though we didn't have uh, much to to, uh, to go on. But you know, I'm glad that you hey. you know um, spoke on what you spoke on as far as the demons Amen. and you know Solomon Gomorrah and you know and, and everything in general because uh, you know everything was was well spoken and you know put together good as far as the Amen. like uh, for people to know and, and for you know to be absorbing and be knowledge of um, you know what we're talking about. So you Amen. know thanks Jesus. thanks Todd. You know it's always it's always a pleasure you know Amen. working with you in any you know kind of capacity. Yes, Amen. Yes. So, um, Amen. So, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm going to, um, I'm going to sign off and go ahead, Evangelist Ty. You can uh, bring us home. Hallelujah, Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Father God, once we always come to you, always in spirit and truth, always worshiping you, always praising you, always glorifying, and always uplifting your holy and blessed name. Father God, we say thank you for the night, Father God, for putting your message together, Father God, knowing that what you sent forth, Father, will, will destroy Lucifer's plans and break his stronghold and bring out his strong towers, Father God. So we say thanks, Father God. Always, Father God, just saying thank you for any time you call us to do your work, Father God, giving us the ability to, ever do, to, to do what we need to do for, for you, Father God. Giving us the words to speak, Father God, like, through the umptions of the Holy Spirit, we say thank you, Father God. And once again, Father God, just saying thank you for all those who listen, Father God. May your words enriching their spirits, Father God, that they will stand against Lucifer and always have wins through Jesus Christ. We love you. We Amen. honor you. Only Jesus Christ, your blessed holy name, we say yes unto you. And only to Jesus Christ's name, we say amen, amen, and amen. Be blessed. Amen, amen. All right. Good night, everybody. Have a, night. a, a great night. And um, uh, we'll, we'll see you again soon. And uh, please check us out at 9 p.m. tomorrow. All right. We're out of here. Peace. Be blessed. Amen. Jesus blessed. He raised me, I will not lose. He saved me, I will not lose. I will not lose. Never want to see me down, I will not lose. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 